Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the insights and the stories from business owners. My name is John Cassidy-Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I'm your local Federation of Small Businesses Membership Advisor, meeting and supporting local businesses. Today, I had the pleasure to have Wendy with us. Hello, Wendy. Hello, John. How are you? I'm fabulous, thank you. Thanks for taking time out to do this. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. It's nice to be the other side of the microphone. Yes, we were just talking about that, wasn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the outtakes that you can't share because you haven't pressed record. Yes, that was me. <laughs> uh, we've all been there. We've all been there. So tell us about your business. What do you do? Um, historically, I've been a telemarketer. So I work with B2B businesses on campaigns. They will uh, have an idea of the people that they want to be talking with to do business. And then I will help them to have a clearer idea of who they really should be talking to to, to do business. Um, and I'm their first impression. So I look to get them quotes, meetings, that sort of thing. Um, however, because I'm of a certain age, I know nobody can see us. Um, I have 30 odd years experience doing that. I love to help show people how to do it well for themselves. There are so many people that just don't like to pick up the phone and will say, I've emailed them. I'm waiting for them to come back to me. And I'm like, no, you don't need to do that. <laughs> so I help people um, with training on telephone skills and how to make them a bit more comfortable and confident in that. And I've got a book to help them, which um, is on Amazon and uh, and a podcast. And everything that I do is about making conversations count. Excellent. Important stuff. And I think there's some, definitely some things I want to pick up on there uh, just for my own personal benefit I think go for it but before we get there I always love to hear you a bit more about your story about how you got to where you've got to so were there any challenges along the way well it's interesting because WAG has been going now for nearly 16 years and it's my third business so I think what I would say is to the listeners is you know failing at something doesn't mean that you are a failure those failings help you along the road to that success so um, my first business was uh, a partnership and and I decided to leave because I was moving from personal reasons and that business carried on the second business was a franchise and there was a disagreement with the franchisor that couldn't be resolved. However, whilst that was all going on, I met and networked with lots of new people because I was in a new business arena. And I was lucky enough to meet a lady called Lisa, who was a running a telemarketing company. And with my background in being in sales and telesales and account management and all of that, um, she said, Wendy, I can tell that, you know, you need some help. I've got more work than I can shake a stick at. Come and help me. And I did that for about six months until she said, Wendy, you could be doing this for yourself and making way more money. And that with that, I, she helped me set up what we have today. Fabulous. 
And, and that's what's so nice about the, uh, the business community. There, There's more people helping each other than trying to compete against each other, I think, in some, some respects. Yeah. Definitely. Collaboration is really important. And then I think certainly for owner managed businesses like myself, there's just me. I now I'm lucky enough that I've got my eldest daughter helping me one day a week because I was just not getting through all of the different tasks. Um, that you are you do work better when you've got somebody else got your back. You don't necessarily need to stay isolated. So having a really good network. Um, you know, is is the support that you need, that you can share those grumbles, share those successes, share what's worked for you and what hasn't, so that you, you know, you're not on your own, because there's that difference between alone and loneliness, isn't there? <laughs> Definitely. So uh, telephone and even Zoom sort of connections with people. Uh, yes. It, it seems to play on people's minds so much. So, so what can you do to prepare yourself and get yourself in the right frame of mind to actually do the thing? Do you know, I think it's often about having the goal in mind. So if you're going to be setting time aside to, 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 to chat to somebody, what is it that you want out of it? And what is it that they're going to want out of it? So, so long as both parties cover that kind of agenda, then it's time well spent. Um, so I think it's about mindset as much as anything. There's a lot of people turn up for things because they think they have to. When there's so much more that they could get out of it, it's just they need to know what it is that they want, yeah. I think. Well, from what you just said there, I kind of jumped the gun, probably what like most business owners do and go, actually, there's a step before you even pick up the phone or think about it is, a, as you said, about clarity of message and clarity of goals. Yeah. You know, um, if you, it's, it's OK inviting people to have a chat and get to know one another. And yes, relationship building is so important to, to, to running a business. And that's kind of at the core of everything that I do is those relationships, starting those relationships and handing them over to somebody else in the business to carry on with that relationship. But goodness, there's no point in building that relationship and saying, oh, they're really, really nice. Well, do they want what we do? Oh, well, I don't know. I haven't quite got to asking them yet that's kind of the point so you've got to remember that that goal is the point for that conversation and the niceties uh, yes they, they are needed but um I was writing about this the other day John about how zoom and phone calls um uh, zoom is taking over our life so that we're sat on zoom more and more and yes, I get it because we can't have the face-to-face -face meetings. We can't necessarily get the same energy and body language um, across on Zoom. I think I do okay. Um, but then there's that temptation, I think, for people to set up another Zoom meeting to follow it up, to follow up that initial rapport. Now, in my mind, you can do that over the telephone. And it's likely then that your conversation will be a lot shorter, not necessarily any less sweet. 
And I think that's the point that I'm trying to make is that you don't need to, to book 15 minutes or half an hour out to Zoom to follow up because the chances are you will use that time and you will fill that time with chat without getting to the point whereas a phone call you could probably do it in five minutes and still have a laugh have a giggle share share past stories or you know additional comments from that original conversation and still get to the point fabulous so would you have a script is it worth scripting something out or should it be much more natural or is that down to personality I think you're right, John. Sometimes it's down to personality. I don't, I don't teach scripts. I teach a process that if you've got a step-by-step process, the, the bit in the middle where the conversation happens, you should really know how to handle the conversation and bring it back round to cover those steps in a uh, conversation. And that's so it sounds much more natural. Yeah, well, you never know where that conversation is going to lead. The other person's going to lead because you're going to give them permission to be in control. That should be the idea of it. Um, and subtly, you're bringing them back into the conversation, you know, because you know what points you want to cover. So are you happy to share some of the key parts of your process with us? Yeah, what do you, what, what do you want to know? I, I always go, oh, what do you want to know? <laughs> Excellent. So um, if we had an overview of maybe the first call with somebody, uh, yeah. you're hoping to sort of um, build that relationship to sell them something. What would you say to that person the first time you've ever spoken to them? Yes. Is that the question? Yes. Okay. Um, so John, we've never met before. Um, I hope you don't mind me calling you. Um, I, I represent, I know, ball bearings. Let's <laughs> ball bearings today. Um, so we produce perfect ball bearings. I've been told that you're the best person to speak to that buys the ball bearings there. But before I go and tell you how wonderful we are, I'd like to really know how you buy your ball bearings at the moment. Excellent. So very open, very honest. Yeah. I want to do business with you. I'm being, you know, quite upfront. I want to do business with you, but... I need you to tell me what your situation is, because, you know, if it's something else, say, for example, um, something that you would buy on a five or seven year lease, if you've only just in the last year done that exercise, you're not going to be interested. It's not going to be a priority. So going straight into your sort of sales pitch and, and spiel is kind of a wasted energy as well. Yes. So you're holding it back until you really need it. Yeah. It's so it's not a, Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm sure everyone's had those calls where they feel like somebody's trying to trick them into doing something or revealing by sort of saying, I've just, I've got to ask you just some questions for a quiz. I don't want to ask you some questions. And it's a dishonest way of starting, I think. Yeah, it immediately puts people's uh, defence and, uh, you know, the hairs on their neck up because they're like, what are they going to ask me? Mm. So then it doesn't really matter what it is that you, you're going to ask. They've, they've already sort of put the shutters up. Yes. And what I was actually looking for was survey. I can come out with quiz. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, so that opens the approach. Ways. 
Yes. So that open approach you had was very human, makes all the difference, I think. Yeah, well, I think that there's there's one thing that that taught me um, over 30 years ago when when I did my first intensive sales training course, um, and it was six weeks locked down. We weren't allowed to speak to a real live customer until we'd done this intensive training. And and it was about putting the customer front and centre. And it didn't matter whether you were targeted um, and or commission only. It really, you know, it really didn't matter if you'd got to sell so many units of something. If you knew that you could make sure that there was no problems with delay on delivery, make sure that there was no out of stock uh, items and that they were fulfilled quickly and, and handled quickly. So there's no complaints. So customer service, if that was front and center to everything that you did, you'd hit target, you would always hit target. You didn't have to worry about the money. The money would come because you'd done everything that you could to look after your customer. Excellent. So then the question comes in, some people are nervous for asking for the sales, maybe the fear of rejection. Yes, and I think if you're going to be having that conversation about where they're where they are now, and how they are going to be handling that, then I think most people, when they're making that very first call, worry about not making a sale. Well. Let me tell you, the chances are of you making a sale on that first call are about 0.001% because it's about timing. And uh, and certainly in these, this day and age, people coming out of the blue to you, unless you're a big brand name that everybody recognises and trusts, you're certainly not going to open up and tell them your life story and say, I'll sign there send them to me tomorrow are you you know it's just not going to happen so I think that it's about that nurture process and and putting the time and effort in repeatedly um, whenever the customer asks for that follow-up to happen to stay in line with their timelines and timescales that you meet their expectations that you build your credibility that they that learn to trust you, that that really by the time it comes to the sale, it's not a sale anymore. It's you helping them complete a project. Excellent. So if somebody's listened to this and they love the humanistic approach that you take into it and would like some assistance, maybe some training or get hold of your book and um, even just to talk to you, how would they go about contacting you? Well, I hang out on LinkedIn a lot. So you'll find me on LinkedIn under Wendy Ann Harris. Um, or you can go to my website. There's uh, details there for my training, which is all the W's dot wag associates dot com. Fabulous. And we'll put that information on our website as well. Brilliant. Oh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, John. Thank you so much yeah. for inviting me. Oh, it's, it's been great. Thank you for sharing your passion, your joy and your, uh, I would say, optimism about something that scares a lot of people. We can stay positive about cold calling. Yeah. <laughs> Repeat that 10 times. <laughs> After me. <laughs> thank you so this has been a podcast for business owners by for, for business owners by business owners until next time see you soon see you wendy
Thank you. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as FSB Care. The dedicated nurse will provide long-term practical advice and emotional support with any long-term health conditioning, disability or if you're bereaved. This includes face-to-face therapy, counselling, second medical opinion and practical help if needed. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.